Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May, how to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done-for-you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dream Business Podcast and I am your host as always Teresa Heathwearing. How are things going this week? How are you doing? So I want to say thank you to a few of my amazing listeners who a couple of weeks back I said to them let me know where you're listening to this because I get really interested like I have this debate with one of my team members as to where people listen because I always listen when getting ready in the morning that's when I listen to my podcast podcast or my audiobooks or anything. So I just want to give a shout out to a few of you who tagged me into your posts. So there was the lovely Donna from Happy Healthy Outdoors on Instagram. Then there was Shannon from Actually Social who tagged me in on Instagram as well, who was listening in the car. And also uh, Wendy from Camelot Crafts was folding fabrics while listening to me. So what are you doing while you're listening to this? Let me know. Tag me in over on Instagram. I would love to know. So this week we're going to be talking about visibility because being seen is one of the most important things that you can do for your business. Because at the end of the day, if someone doesn't know you exist, they're going to have a real job actually buying from you. And a couple of weeks back, I did an insider experience in my club where I opened the doors and invited anybody in to come and join us. And basically, you get to experience all the stuff that the members experience. And one of the things that I did that week was a training. And the training was all around getting visible. How do we get visible? And how do we do it quickly? Because we all know what the, you know, what it's like to actually try and get seen, try and get yourself out there, try and get that all important engagement. And sometimes we just need a bit of a boost, or sometimes we just need a slightly faster way and sometimes it's better sometimes it's not you know I think everything has its place but sometimes we just need to try and mix things up so the training I did was all about how to use other people's audiences and it's something that I've been doing for a while but I don't think when I first started doing it that I actually realized what it is and what the strategy was and I'm kind of glad because I saw someone doing a talk about this a little while back and 
the way they pitched it was almost from a very like selfish point of view do I want to say I don't know if selfish is the right word but basically it was like use their people use the fact that they've built up an audience and use their audience and it's like they've worked really hard to build their audience I've worked really hard to build my audience and if I thought someone was coming into me saying I want to do something with you Teresa just to get in front of you lot I would have an issue with that I don't mind introducing people to my lovely community if I think they're a good fit if I think that they can add something that I can't add and if I think they're a nice person. So if I th- thought for one second they were just trying to pitch me to get in front of my people, it would be a hard no. So I want to do it from a point of view of this is how I like to do it. This is how I think that this is a nice way to do it, which also has the added benefit of you being put in front of people's audiences. And because, like I said, I've done this sort of... um presentation that I did for my group I thought that it would be good to kind of take you through the presentation a little bit obviously you can't see it I'm just using it as a guide and just to kind of cover off the main points we were talking about and hopefully help you think about this now what is also awesome is alongside this episode is a five-day email challenge so if you like what I'm saying and you think I fancy giving that a go then go along and I've already had loads of people join it and in fact someone just got in touch with me the other day saying Teresa what you said is working always reassuring to hear of course but basically she'd been reaching out to podcasts she'd done it the way I'd suggested and she'd not had a no yet which is brilliant. Now, I can't guarantee that for everybody, including myself, but wonderful for her. So lots of people have already opted into this download, but if you go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash visible, then you're going to get the challenge that will fit really nicely with this episode. So make sure you go and get that after you've listened to the episode. So how does this work? Why do we need to get in front of people? Like, how do we get visible. Now, you've all seen the funnel, okay? We've all seen the funnel. Top of funnel, people coming in, they get free content. It might be short form or long form. By short form, I mean social media. By long form, I mean something like the podcast because you're listening to this and it takes a little bit longer. It's not like a quick tap on Instagram. Then you have gated content and your gated content are things like your email list or a Facebook group. Basically, something where someone has got to actually show who they are, if you like. So this is what I call hand raiser content. So basically they're saying, yeah, I like your stuff. I want to know more. And then from there, that tends to lead through to your sales and to your customers. But what happens is that bit at the top of the funnel is massive and it comes really, really low down to the bottom of the funnel, which is your sales. Again, super interesting on a coaching call the other day, one of my amazing members, uh, in fact, I'm going to to say who she is, Emma, and we're going to tag her in. Um, she's dietitian with a difference. She was talking to me about a webinar that she'd done. And she was saying that she wasn't very happy with the webinar and she didn't know if it was any good. And we went, it actually started, sorry, with a conversation about email open rates and click rates. And she wasn't sure whether she was getting good click rates. And one of the emails that she sent got a really good click rate. And I said to her, that's an excellent click rate. What did you do in that email to get that click rate? I'm really digressing here, but I promise you it's worth it. Um, And she said, oh, actually, that was one from my webinar. And, you know, that was kind of the sales email. I was like, well, that's reassuring. And then she went, yeah, I don't think my webinar went very well. And so she gave me her figures and her sales rate was 10%. Now, normally your sales percentage of something 
you know, pretty much the average across the broad is around 1%, 1% to 2%. So the fact that she got a 10% sales rate on her masterclass was just brilliant. Um, So yeah, go and check her out. I'll make sure she's uh, hooked up in the show notes. But that's the truth. Like, so now what we talked about was, okay, if you got a 10% rate on that, that's a really good rate. But if you want X amount of sales in your, um, you know, to, to buy at the end of that process, you've got to get more people in the top of that funnel. So if you know that how many people you get in about 10% are going to buy. Now, they might not be 10% next time. We'll have to wait and see. But even if you know 1% are going to buy, the more you put in the top, the more you're getting out the bottom. So that's why it's so important to get those people into the top of your funnel, which basically just means get visible. You know, sometimes when I think we talk funnels and stuff, we, you know, we put people off or, or it sounds a bit like you may have to have some fancy funnel. That's not the case. It's as simple as view you, get your free content, get into your gated content and pay. So how do we get new people into the top of that funnel? Well, this is where our other people's audiences come in. So this is an audience that's already been established and they are not starting from scratch. So it's not like they're building an email list. They already have an email list. They already have podcast listeners. So where do you find these other people audiences? Well, they can be in loads of different places. So I, in the presentation, talked about lots of different places you can find them. But a couple examples could be on a podcast or speaking or writing, like for blogs. But basically, you are looking for places is where there's already an audience. So when I go onto someone else's podcast and get interviewed, they've already got listeners. When I go and speak on a stage in front of people, they're the people responsible for bringing those people into the room. So that's what I mean by other people's audiences. And one thing actually I want to put in here is it doesn't have to be a ginormous audience. I think people are so obsessed with numbers. It really doesn't have to be a huge audience. I'm speaking in a few weeks. Um, I was just wondering whether I'd have already spoke by the time this came out, but no, I won't have. I'm speaking in a few weeks to a mastermind in the States and it's a seven-figure female mastermind. So all of these women are seven-figure business owners and there will be a small number of those. I think probably no more than 10. And you might think, well, why would you fly all the way to the States to speak to 10 people? But it's 10 people who could be my perfect audience, who could be my perfect customers, who I could work with one-to-one. And I love speaking and it's in Nashville and I love Nashville. Um, So like I said, it doesn't have to be massive audiences. I think people get really like obsessed with, well, I only want to do if it's a huge audience. And that's when it comes down to, well, you're not doing it. It's kind of your ego kicking in because it's like, okay, if you've only got, you know, 20 people, I don't want to speak to you. But if you've got 200 people, I want to speak to you. And it's like, well, actually, those 20 people could be the most engaged audience of the world. And actually, those 200 could not give a damn about their their person that they follow. So for me, I don't care about the size, which I've said to you before. And if you have got an event or a podcast or training, or you want to go live with me, don't ask me to write. I'm not writing. Um, but other anything then, just give me a shout. If I'm free, I will do it. Like I said, I'm flying to Nashville to speak to potentially 10 people. So I will do it because I know how important this is. And I know those connections are so important. And actually, the thing I'm doing in Nashville is a whole day and evening, a couple of overnights. So actually, I'll be hanging out with these people for much longer than just speaking for 45 minutes to an hour, whatever it is. Okay, so like I said, loads of different places that other people's audiences are. So how do you get in front of those audiences? So the first thing you need to decide is how do you want to show up? So those various things I just talked about, 
which of them do you like? Do you like speaking on stage? Now, like is a strong word. Like, could you be comfortable with? Could you get to you get used to? Because I know there's some people who are like, oh, couldn't do a podcast. Well, actually, doing someone else's podcast is the easiest thing in the world. Like, for me, granted, but generally of all the different things, it takes little to no prep. So, other than having the discussion about what I'm going to speak about, they ask all the questions. It feels super easy for me. So, once you've done it a few times, actually, it's really good. And you're never as bad as you think you are, FYI. But yeah, so number one, step one is how do you want to show up? Think about that. What are you comfortable doing? Now, you, me, I have done that much. Other than writing, I am pretty happy doing anything. But you might decide that actually you're much better training online or you're much better speaking on a stage or you're much better being interviewed on a podcast or going live with someone. But basically, how can you get... And you might sit there and go, I'm, I love writing and therefore... Well done you, because that is not for me. So that's the first step. How do you want to show up? And in the challenge uh, that I said earlier, we go through these and you have to make the decisions. So don't forget to go and get that. It's TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash visible. Obviously, it's all in the show notes. And if you want the show notes, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash the number of this episode, which is probably a good idea if I tell you what it is. Hang on this is the problem now with me recording all of these clean is like I don't say the episode number which I used to because we used to do the intro outro thing and we don't anymore um so I had to just double check so it's 293 so it literally will be 293 okay back on with the episode so next step step number two is where do my customers hang out so once you've decided the type of thing you like to do then where are you? Where are your customers hanging out? So there's a few different places that you can look. So one of the places are where are your customers sharing? So if you're following your customers on social media, on you know you talk to them, they're in your groups, whatever it is. What do they share? Are there? And obviously, I'm going to talk about podcasts a lot because I have a podcast that go on other people's podcasts. But whenever I speak about a podcast, I'm talking about any of those different places. So, for instance, what podcasts are my members sharing, or my customers sharing, or my audience sharing? Um, it might be where are my competitors showing up? So, for instance, uh, you might have someone who's a competitor or in a similar field or a complementary business. Where are they showing up? Have they got are they going on people's podcasts that you think, oh, that would be a good fit for me? One of the things that we used to do, which I have to say is like a bit of a genius move, and I don't even think I realised at the time, I definitely didn't realise at the time, is when someone came on my podcast or asked to come on my podcast, I would ask them where else have they done podcast interviews? Because the reason I did it is I wanted to hear them being interviewed and to hear whether I thought they'd be a good fit. But of course, in turn, what happened was I got loads of other people's podcasts. So every time someone said, oh, I've spoke on this podcast or in this podcast, I would get one of my team to go and drop that into my Asana. And therefore, when I was looking for podcasts to go on, I could just go in there and go, does this podcast still exist? Because sometimes, like depending on how long you've done your research, it might not still exist. Um, or the episode that someone might have listened to was a really long time ago and actually they're not recording anymore. And it's important stuff like that that you need to know before you reach out to someone. Um, so yeah, so we have got this constant kind of feed of things coming in or we did when we had interviews. And then of course there's good old Google. Like just go on and Google podcasts for small business owners, podcasts for mums, podcasts for 
engineers, I don't know, whatever it is that you are doing, just Google blogs for marketers, like whatever it is, just go and Google it and find it. And the idea is you're going to start building that list. Now, this is an activity that either you could give to one of your team if you have a team or I would do in like, I'd give myself an afternoon and you do need a bit of time. This is going to take time, but I promise it's worth it if you do this right. So that's step number two to basically find where your customers are hanging out. And that's the key bit. It really has to be your audience. And don't even think like, so obviously my audience are business owners, but my business owner audiences might listen to a finance podcast or they might listen to a motivational type podcast. So it's not just people who do what I do, because the chances are they're not going to want me on if they're a competitor. Okay, how can I add value? That is step number three. So the key thing about doing this exercise, about going in front of other people's audiences is it has to be win-win. So you have to provide a benefit. No one is going to put you in front of their audience just for the sake of it. You've got to provide some benefit to your the person that you're approaching. So the benefit or the value is the thing that you do every day, is the thing that you know about. And I had a really interesting conversation with, I did this um, exercise with my mastermind, my exec club, and we did a challenge where I did the challenge as in I set the challenge and I followed them through and I made them give me their answers and things. And I had one of my members jump on a call with me because she was struggling to see Because one of the things I did in the challenge was like, okay, I'm in a room. If you want to come and ask questions, I'm here if you're stuck on the challenge. And she jumped in the room and she was like, I don't know what podcasts I can go on or what places I can speak. I don't know what an expert I am at what. I don't know how I add value. And basically her business was a physical products business. So, of course, she was thinking physical products, physical products, physical products. But what she was missing out on was the other various things that she is. So she's a mum who runs a business. She was a mum who started a business for a um, environmental and ethical reason because her products are environmental and they are not one-use plastic. And she was trying to get away from people using one-use plastic, um, single-use plastic. So she had got more to her than just the physical product. So sometimes if you're struggling, you might have to kind of sneak out the box a little bit and go, oh, yeah, of course, I'm a mum who's in business. So, okay, I might not be talking specifically about my product, but my story obviously talks about my product and my business and everything. So the next thing you do with this is once you've come up with the thoughts and ideas of how you can add value try and flesh them out a little bit. So for when I'm approaching someone else's podcast, I literally give them a suggested title. I give them suggested questions that they can ask me and I do a blurb of what they can get from this episode. And when you do that five-day challenge, I literally give you an example of this. So I literally chuck in the email one of the examples that I've got. So I am basically trying to do as much of the hard work for them as possible and make it clear whether I'm going to be of interest to them. Because if they read that and go, nope, not for me, then that's absolutely fine. But hopefully that won't be the case because I should have done my homework and I should have worked out like they are actually for me and they are the right type of place that would want someone like me. The key thing here is you might have to tweak this. So when you get the download or when you do the email challenge, you might 
you might see my example. And for instance, if it was a mum podcast I was going on, I might have to take my title and questions and what they'll get from the episode and put a mum slant on it and make sure that it fits specifically with what they're trying to target and what their audience is. Okay, so this is where it's time to go out there and ask. And I know what happens. What's your brain saying? Your brain's going absolutely crazy. It's saying all the things. It's saying, I couldn't possibly go and ask on that podcast. I'll probably mess up. Oh, they had, this is a good one. They had so-and-so on that podcast. They're never going to have me. I've done this myself. I've looked at someone's stage and think, oh my gosh, they had such and such speak at that event. There's no way they're going to pick me. But I've had some phenomenal people on my podcast. It doesn't mean I only like interview I only interviewed because I don't interview any longer. It doesn't mean that I only interviewed at that level or those type of people. I interviewed a huge range of people and you don't get those people knocking on your door every flipping day. So don't be put off by other people who have been interviewed and you thinking they're never going to want me. So your brain is going to kick in and tell you all of these things. And obviously in the um, in the club, one of the things we work on is the mindset around this. So we can get over that fear. But we can't fit that into this episode. There's too much to cover on that bit. So, but I will say one thing about this. You know, the people who got on to my podcast, like, do you know the difference between them and the other people who got on my podcast? They asked. That's the difference. The difference between someone getting on and someone didn't is the first step is they asked. Now, did everybody who asked get on my podcast? No, they didn't. But they were in no chance of getting on if they didn't ask the question. So there are some people who had no audience. There are some people who were just getting started in their business, but they just happened to ask me at a point where actually that was really useful and I could do with talking about that or I quite like who they are. So you've got to ask to be in it. So how do you ask? Now, I've got a couple of pointers for you. And if you uh, sign up to my visibility challenge, then I'm going to actually give you an example of an email that was sent to me, which was genius. And FYI, they did make it onto the podcast. But basically, these four things you need to think about. So obviously, step four is how do we ask is actually getting out there and asking. So you have to make sure that you're a good fit. That's the first thing. I have had people contact me all the time and go, so-and-so would be a great fit for your podcast. And I look at them and think, you evidently have not even listened to an episode of my podcast because I can assure you they are not a good fit because they are a male who is talking about jobs in engineering. It's like, yeah, no. So make sure you genuinely are a good fit. And I promise you, there are lots and lots and lots of these other people's audiences to go at. So you don't have to try and make yourself squeeze or fit into it. The other thing is, there's no point going on a a podcast or a stage or something else where you're not a good fit because those people watching and listening are not your audience. And therefore, the whole exercise is kind of pointless. Uh, Number two in terms of asking is do your homework. This is so important. So like I said, I have had God knows how many people asked to come on my podcast. I can't even, I used to get anywhere between two and 10 a week and it was ridiculous. And the ones who did their homework were the ones that I paid a bit more attention to. 
So when I say do your homework, listen to an episode or two, like go back and see what they're talking about. Go and see who they've interviewed. Go and see kind of what's their style like? How do they interview? How do they talk? Step number three is go the extra mile if you can. And one of the things, one of the secret little tips, which I will share with you that worked really well for this person reaching out to me and really well for um, the amazing woman who did my five day challenge and has only had yeses is go and give them a review. If you're asking to go on a podcast, go and give them a review and screenshot that review and say, I've given you a review because that goes a long way in my book. Like getting reviews on the podcast is hard going. FYI, this would be a great time to say if you haven't given me a review, I would really, really appreciate you giving me a review wherever you listen to this. Obviously five five stars, please. Wonderful. Um, So yeah, so getting reviews is really hard on a podcast because you're normally doing something, as we talked about at the beginning, while you're listening. So it's not necessarily, you're not necessarily in a position where you can go, oh, let me, it's not like you're on a computer and you can just click over to something else or there's a link or whatever. So yeah, that is a really good going extra mile if you can. I applied to speak somewhere the other day and it actually said, we will favour you if you have already bought a ticket. Now, this place I was applying to speak for was in the States and is not a conference I would ordinarily go to. And therefore, I hadn't bought a ticket. So I didn't lie. I just didn't tick the button to say I've bought a ticket because I hadn't. But they actually said, we will favour your application if you've already bought a ticket. So if you can, go that extra mile. And then the last point on the how do you ask is personally reach out. Now, I have had podcast agencies reach out to me before and I have used podcast agencies before, but I have to say, for me, I feel like one of the nicest things, unless you're huge, which if you are, then this, you know, whole exercise, well, probably still would work. Well, definitely would still work, but uh, you might not need it. Like personally reach out. I personally fill in all the forms for speaking. I personally email all the people about podcasts because I have had other people do it before and it just hasn't quite hit the mark like I can let it hit the mark. And I like when people personally reach out and say, I would love to come on your podcast and this is why I think I'd be a good fit. So there you've got it. If you go to com forward slash visible, you can do the five day challenge alongside this episode where I will challenge you to actually do all this. And it is doable and you can do it. And I'll give you that amazing email someone sent me, which got them onto my podcast. And I will share with you the examples of my suggestion of the, how I add value and how you can structure that. So there's lots of good stuff there to go and take a listen, not take a listen to, you're listening to this, go and take a look at. Okay, I will leave you to it for another week. Uh, I've asked a lot of you this week. <laughs> there's a download, I asked you to review, I asked you to tell me where you're listening and show me and tag me in. But I love all that interaction. So I look forward to seeing you in my DMs or downloading my things and I will see you next week.